Hey, this is Shane from Promise of Redemption in Valencia, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Is this really the new year? Is this really how we're gonna start? Consuming these changes strings right off our hearts But you are not alone We are with you Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 114 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. want to thank you for being here. If you're up late for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio, as always, a big thanks goes out to you for being up late. I'm sure there's better things, sleep, that you could be doing, but you're jamming with me, so very, very grateful. And if you're listening to this in the future, uh, just thank you uh, for everyone, for the support and uh, your time here as we talk music. Now, episode 114 is going to be exciting. We have a guest who just released uh, a surprise EP for fans, and it's it's phenomenal. It caught a lot of people off guard. It caught me off guard. I remember getting the uh, press release for it earlier in the week, and I was like, shit, I got to keep this secret. Come on. But uh, very excited to have my guest. Everyone say hello. We've got Shane from Promise of Redemption in Valencia. Shane, what up, dude? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing well, brother. What's going on? Where are you at right now? You in Philly? Yes, I am in Philadelphia right now. You're across the other side of the state from me. I'm in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Are you a football nice. fan, Shane? I, I am. I am. Who do you like, Eagles Shane? Lost, <laughs> Eagles fan. Yeah, I'm a big Eagles fan. Uh, they, they lost yesterday, even though they're 10-2. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, man? They are just having a phenomenal season. It's a, they always have, like, they've had good seasons in the past. They they just don't, they can't translate it in the postseason, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know the way they played last night. We'll see. Hey, you got to have a couple bumps in the road. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, so at, at the time of this taping, the Steelers are about to take on the Bengals here on Monday night. So you could be watching that at all. Maybe we'll see. Got a lot of work coming up for December. So, dude, screw it. Watch the Steelers, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so Shane, we're gonna dive into a bunch of stuff here today. I want to thank you for being here for episode one fourteen of Spinning Thoughts. So, on December the first, you released a surprise album titled "Before and After." These are demos and B sides, mainly composed and written around the time your sophomore album, "When the Flowers Bloom," was conceived, which. By the way, I believe you're celebrating the 10th anniversary of that release. Congratulations. Thank you. You're, yeah. wel you're welcome. Uh, big accomplishment. Now, before we dive into some of the details of before and after, I just want to talk a little bit about what Promise of Redemption is for those who may not be familiar. Uh, so when did this project first start for you? It's been a while. Yeah. So actually, I, I was doing POR from before I started with Valencia. Um, POR was mostly like an acoustic outlet for me when I was in high school. I had a, I had a ton of high school bands, mostly punk rock bands. Uh, and when my main band that I focused on the most, the drummer went to college kind of far away. So we kind of had to take a bit of a step back from it. So I started doing the POR thing 
And then I managed to play a bunch of shows with the other guys in Valencia who were in another band at the time. And we actually put out like a split record together, like a long, long time ago. This is before we were even Valencia or anything. Yeah. And and then that kind of bridged the gap to me meeting those guys. And then uh, I continued to do POR kind of on the side once I started Valencia, but um, it's mostly been kind of an outlet to try some new styles of music and have some stuff that I can release myself. And um, that's pretty much where it came from. I mean, I just wanted to put out music and continue to do it, even though the bands I, I was in were either, you know, taking a break or they were busy releasing their own stuff. You know what I mean? So. Have you ever noticed any kind of crossover where maybe you wrote a song originally for Promise of Redemption and then it became a Valencia song or vice versa? Yeah, there's quite a few, actually. Um, there's some references to certain songs as well. Oh, lyrically. that's cool. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, a lot of, of that was, was somewhat concept, so um, concept-type album stuff, so... More so in the vein of like just shouting out what that song was about. You know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> and even even in some of the newer POR songs, I have uh, I have certain lyrics that kind of shout out to a Valencia song here and there. That's um, awesome. Yeah, a lot of times it's so I, I do this thing called Downright, which is an awesome website where people and fans of artists can order personalized songs. Uh, actually, Mark Rose from Spittlefield is one of the creators of oh, it. Oh, and... wow, man. What a band. Ugh. Yeah, totally. So, <clears throat> so Downright's cool. It's a great platform because people can can give me their story and I can put it into a song for them. And so a lot of times I'll get these people that, you know, say this was their favorite Valencia song and I'll like shout it out in the downright song and then i'll rework the downright song to the point where i want to release it myself wow and put, it, put it out so um so yeah so there's a lot of moving parts that, that is along. that is pretty impressive stuff i didn't realize there was that much depth you know and uh, i really really dig like the references it's almost it's almost like how uh, there's like always fan theories for like bridging like popular like TV shows like together. Like I think there's one for The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. I think that, you know, there's a bunch of fan theories that there's crossover, like some sort of like crossover. But you actually are doing that. Like you're creating some references and crossover between the two projects. You don't hear about that often. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's more so just shouting out a song meaning or message that meant a lot and yep. that means that would mean a lot in the whatever current song i'm shouting that song out from you know very but, cool very yeah, cool so. so as i mentioned then yeah promise of redemption released a, it, it was a surprise album i i remember getting the the press release for it earlier in the week and and uh and it was it was clearly stated that this is this is a surprise for fans. So uh, it's so interesting and so awesome that you you went with that approach. We're going to talk about that approach in a second. Um, but give me some insights to what this EP, this album, before and after, what it represents. It just dropped on December the first. Yeah. So you know we had been talking about doing the when the flowers bloom 10 year anniversary show to celebrate 10 years of it being an album 
And uh, I had always had these B-sides from that era that I wanted to release and that I've, I've showed some fans actually through different means. And they all claim to have wanted that song from the moment that I, you know, showed them it. So in my mind, I was thinking, what's, what's the best way I could celebrate 10 years of an album that meant a lot to me, as well as give back to some of the fans with some new music. And, and it was to celebrate the album by releasing some of the material that never really saw the light of day. So it's, uh, there's a few songs that are B-sides and then there's a few demos from after that When the Flowers Bloom came out. And um, it's more so just kind of through, throughout the years since When the Flowers Bloom happened, before and after When the Flowers Bloom. That's um, more so the idea behind the EP. And I wanted to surprise release it because I always got excited whenever a band that I loved just like, surprise, here's a new song or here's a new <laughs> album. You know, it's like, um, I don't think anybody were, were expecting that surprise from right. me. So, um, it was fun to be able to do something like that. Cause I've never gotten a chance to like surprise release something before. Now, how long did you have it almost worked out that this was going to be happening? Like this surprise uh, release of demos and B sides. Was it a long time that you had to sit on this and kind of keep your mouth shut? Well, I had talked about doing something similar via social media quite a few times. And uh, I, I would say a few months, like three three months or so, we had to sit on the idea and, and continue to build the idea. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I went in and just, I didn't really mess with them much, but I, I touched them up a little bit sonically. I had them mastered. And um, there was a bunch of songs I was picking from, but I wanted to stick to six. So... Who knows? Maybe those other songs will see the light of day some other time, too. <laughs> it's always so interesting when I when I talk to different bands and artists about their like back catalog of music. I mean, they're especially, you know, for a dude like you that's been rocking, you know, in the music community for for a good amount of time. I mean, I'm sure there's just a plethora, an arsenal of music that has has not reached the public ear. It's just so interesting. I encourage it. You know, if it means anything, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's the coolest thing is being able to get like these like more like raw or personal uh takes on you know on music i, I love it man so very cool release uh before and after everybody it dropped on december 1st now uh continuing on we we kind of touched on this i'm sure it's a, a slightly different process obviously looking back on songs previously written or constructed and then releasing them as demos and b-sides as a collective unit so you mentioned that there there are some songs that still even didn't make this cut. You wanted to keep it to six. How do you approach a release like this from that perspective of like revisiting these songs? For me, it was more so about um, about the transitions, about the vibe, and definitely making it so that it's uh, an offshoot of the actual album when the flowers bloom, because that's kind of what, what it was it's to celebrate that album. And a lot, you know, obviously, as I said, a lot of those songs are B sides. So, right. Um, so my, my perspective was, I just wanted to give people a good, like 30 minute listen to some of the stuff that was from back then that they never got to hear to celebrate the album. So, uh, you know, like I, some of them are, 
demos as, as recent as up to like two years ago. So, um, you know, I just wanted to go and give some new music and celebrate an album that meant a lot to me. That's kind of just really where my head was with, with the whole before and after. Is there a track that um, stands out to you uh, personally, not, you know, for whatever reasons, but one that just like of the, of the six that's on there, one that just like for you meant the most to be on there? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they all mean a lot to me, but, um, Hunter's song is a song I wrote for my nephew. It's a lullaby that I wrote for him, uh, when he was born. Uh, that means a lot to me, obviously. Um, piano song is a bit, well, I guess it's not called piano song anymore. <laughs> uh, I guess I blew that secret. <laughs> I renamed it hard times, Oh, uh, but, it, but it's the piano song on the album. Uh, is it's, it's different for me because when we were recording that song, uh, that is one of the true blue B-sides from When the Flowers Bloom, obviously. But um, when we were recording that song, I basically just sat at a piano and Eric, who recorded When the Flowers Bloom, just hit record. And I had a mic in front of me and I was playing the, the chord progression and freestyling the lyrics. And actually what you hear is literally what came out. I wow. just added some like electric guitars and some, some, you know, keys and stuff to it. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Cause that song is, was a definitely a demo and like a different approach for me in terms of releasing something like that, because I, I had literally just wanted to write a song about the day that I found out, uh, when my girlfriend who the album is about passed away. Right. Um, I wanted to write a song about the like the actual day and the events that followed and that was what came out and so our idea was to just let it flow directly from the heart and just like literally tell the story of how it replays in my head you know so is it one, is it tough to look back on on some of these songs knowing you know I I think the story behind um, you know, where you were in, in, in some of this music, like what, what's going on at that time? I think it's, it's known to those who are in the music community. So is it tough to do that? At this point in time, I'm able to look back, you know, I, I get my moments where I'm like a little sad, but like, I'm able to look back with a different perspective. I think now, Yeah. um, it's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling because when the flowers bloom was not initially meant for public release, right? It was, it was actually, I just went into the studio and just started racking up all these songs that I was recording to get therapy. Basically, you know, it was like my therapy, like to just sit in the studio, record these songs, write these songs and like, just kind of like lose myself in the music. Um, and yeah, I, I uh, I really honestly never meant to put out that <laughs> that album. So under the advice of like my friends and family, they were like, you should release this. I, f I feel like it could help people or give someone comfort somewhere. So if it helps one person, then it's worth putting out because I'm a little shy about it. It's obviously very deeply personal. Yeah. And lyrically, it's like, you know, my heart on a cd pretty much like in terms of what i went through with that whole process so like i don't know i i put it out in hopes that it would help help people i got a lot of respect for that man it's uh, being a musician especially you know 
I'm sure you've seen the progression from like when Valencia was really hitting the scene to where things are now. I mean, even back then, like 2005 to now, things have progressed with social media and just the internet becoming so much more imperative to what a band does. Like, you know, being in a band is a very intrusive, like I want to, I don't want to say it, but I do want to say it. I mean, like people know, like they see you, you know, it's, it's gotta be tough. And then with the music, inherently you're letting people in because you're, you're bringing in your words and your thoughts. So I got a lot of respect for it, man. It's a, a beautiful uh, collection of music for sure. Thank you. So on the, on the topic is we're winding down talking about before and after this is a surprise release that just came out on December 1st. It's B sides and demos, uh, essentially celebrating the 10th anniversary of when the flowers b- bloom. Uh, I want to just briefly look at the writing process and the difference. I know there's obvious differences between like writing for a project like Promise of Redemption and obviously Valencia, which is a full band with other members in it. But for you personally, whether you're looking at it from P.O.R. or Valencia, what are the differences in the writing? Is there a difference? Do you approach it differently or is it all the same for you when you write music? Um. I approach things very differently from song to song. I mean, um, in terms of POR stuff, the newer stuff that I put out, like uh, I put out an EP not too long called not too long ago called "Where You Ought to Be," and I approach that very differently than how I approached the other POR stuff in the past. Um, but for me, it's it's mostly centered around melody and something interesting going on with a hook or like by hook i mean like a guitar lead or something like that i go into it with just wanting to write something that sounds good you know and um then i just kind of let my brain take over i don't know how to i don't know how to explain that kind of <laughs> hard. It's, i literally will just like either sit down with my guitar or i'll sit down on pro tools at my computer and just start building a track and a lot of times i'll, I'll have something in mind like I want to do an upbeat song or like an angry song or like, you know, a ballad, you know, like I'll go into it with something of that mindset. But um, for the most part, it's just, I think a lot of other songwriters will say too, that you just kind of let it flow. It's just like, if if you're inhibiting it or like holding it back, then it's not going to be free flowing and, and, and the energy won't be there. Whereas I feel like a lot of the best songs that I've ever written were the songs that I wrote in 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. And even I remember hearing um, an interview with uh, the lead singer for Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. And he was talking about the day that he wrote Follow You Into the Dark. And um, he literally said there was there was like one day like he went back into the rehearsal room after practice was over, sat down, wrote that song. The lyrics came literally to him in like 20 or 30 minutes and boom, you have like one of the most classic songs of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's crazy. There's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes there's no, yeah, kind of like what you said, like you almost don't want to go in with a structure or an expectation because any kind of expectation ends up being a limitation ultimately. Right. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you you can have a certain expectation of like quality, but I well, think yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of um, 
in terms of sonically and like what you're actually doing songwriting wise, I think the an open mind is the best case scenario. Inter- yeah, I, I to clarify, I guess more like in terms of structure, right? Like some some people are adamant like the the music comes before the lyrics or the lyrics come before the music or you know whatever it may be. I mean, I think approaching the writing process with an open mind uh, tends to to um, breed the best results maybe. Maybe that's so way. For, so for me, especially for Valencia songs, a lot of what I would do is literally that freestyle approach where I would, you know, have the it, a lot of the music would be kind of done, not like done, but the, the chord structure would be there and, and there would be certain parts. Yeah. And then I'd literally just freestyle melody over top of it. Sometimes words would actually come out and sometimes it would be like da da kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like. You're just kind of syncopating rhythm at a certain point. But like for me, it was all about like what's natural, what feels good. And and when I for me, I, I, I like think, OK, what is the song about? How does it make me feel? And then I think about what I'm writing it about and I let the emotion take over. So it's more so the energy from whatever that sentiment is, is driving the actual melody, not so much the lyrics. I mean, sometimes like when I am doing the freestyle approach, like a lot of the lyrics will come out. It might not be in full complete sentences, but I'll get like some things that I really want to say out yeah. off the chest by doing that actually. Whereas I wouldn't get some of those phrasings or words or like things that I'm thinking if I was just like sitting at a piece of paper and just writing, you know, it's like, it's more in the moment. Like you're like, your energy is within the song and you're allowing yourself to kind of be a part of it. And, once you connect all the dots, you're allowed to kind of just let it flow freely through you. No doubt, brother. You've been kicking ass in the music scene for a while here. So, you know, I got mad respect for this kind of insight and just being able to hear about it uh, because it definitely it translates into the music. I mean, I definitely dig it. All right. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to jam a track off the surprise, the, the, the surprise EP. Brand new. It just dropped on December the 1st, titled Before and After from Promise of Redemption. Everybody, enjoy.
Sometimes I think that way myself But is it okay for me to hold this love? Is the reason that I'm dizzy spinning Missing you near me Cause I don't wanna wait to fall To see your face So I'll sing it through the airways Distance is not gonna hold us back I know I said it before And I bet I'm dwelling out of this town Cause I'm tired of screaming so loud We'll make our home by the shore Let the waves crash down Whether the beast turn the perfect shade of red Or the palm trees in the wind No matter east or west, we'll make the best of it Whether the beast turn the perfect shade of red Palm trees in the wind No matter east or west We'll make the best of them So you just finished listening to Let the Waves Crash Down off the new EP, Before and After, from Promise of Redemption. Shane, what can you tell us about this track? I know there's probably a backstory to a lot of these, all six on the EP. We've talked about a few of them. Give me just some insight to to this particular song since we just jammed it for everybody. Yeah, uh, Let the Waves Crash Down is you know, a song about wanting to um, live out your dream almost. And just, I've always been super attached to the beach. And, um, it, back then I had this dream of moving to California, which I eventually wound up doing, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so it it was more so like feeling snag stagnant in your own hometown and wanting to see what the world holds and allowing yourself to take yourself to those places. All right, so we, we've spent a good time talking about this surprise release before and after. Again, everyone, it just dropped on December the 1st, and uh, you got to get your hands on it. I've listened to it multiple, multiple times. It's fantastic, and uh, I think you'll appreciate hearing it after hearing this interview because, uh, Shane, you can't know this because you're you, but it's just so it's so crazy to hear you talk after, like, freshly listening to that because it's so, like, raw and intimate, like, 
I can hear you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. So everybody go check that out. Now at the end of this month of December, you're going to be playing two holiday shows, one on December the 29th and one the very next day on December 30th. Both will be at Bourbon and Branch in Philadelphia. You're going to be joined by another favorite artist of mine, uh, Vinny Caruana of the Movie Life and I Am the Avalanche. So what are you looking forward to most with these shows, Shane? To be honest, I'm just looking forward to a night of community. Um, yes. They're, in, they're, they're intimate venues, and I know that the people who are buying these tickets are people that I'm going to want to see and talk to and catch up with. Um, so I'm just excited to see everybody. I'm excited. I haven't seen Vinny in a while. Vinny and I used to play a bunch of solo shows together yeah. uh, in the day, so uh he's a great guy can't wait we got um my buddy trevor leonard from triangle shirt factory doing a 10-year celebration of his album widening so he's nice. one of the openers and then we got another no hope records band called sleepy limbs yeah oh no way night. nice yeah so it's gonna be a good night i'm gonna try and get phil abundance out uh and hopefully take some donations for the philadelphia area homeless and um you know just try and give back and enjoy a fun night of music that you know is meant to be celebrated now i am interested and without you obviously yeah i know you're not going to give away too too much here to me and that's fine but how do you approach the sets for these dates there's there's two dates the 29th and the 30th i don't i would have to assume I mean, if I was in Philly, I would try to get to both shows. So, I, and I'd be fine if the sets were literally identical. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some variance. Maybe not. How do you approach that? I was wondering about doing that. I was thinking about doing one show, just me, and then another with the full band. But I think I'm going to stick to the full band shows for both and just change up the encore a little bit each night. Um, I'm definitely playing the album in full in its entirety. So... Uh, that'll be the first time I ever did that with this album. And there's three or four songs on the album itself that I've never even played live. So, Oh man. So yeah. So I think it'll, anybody who picked that album up and enjoyed it, or, you know, if that album meant anything to anybody, I, I recommend coming because it's going to be a night of, uh, night of holding each other <laughs> and, <laughs> and singing along and, I don't know. Drinking. I don't know. <laughs> Shit, dude. I, I almost feel like making like the six hour uh, journey across the state of Pennsylvania to be there. <laughs> I'm, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll well, pop in and say hello. Well, we'd love to have you. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. If you would have told me that you wouldn't be happy to have me, I mean, that would have been really disheartening, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I'd ever <laughs> now, hey, Shane, I'm curious. Uh, do you approach covers at all in your set? Uh is that something that you've ever done or would consider doing? If so, I, I love covers. Okay. So uh, give me an idea of what you like to cover. So I do at least one cover a night, like uh, maybe two, if I'm pushing it, but um, I have a special cover plan for these shows. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, special means secret, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give it away. But, right. <laughs> Let's say, let's say, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't want to give it away. Don't, don't. But, it's fine. Yeah, keep, keep it, uh, 
keep it guessing right now. I want to be guessing. I don't even want to know. I kind of like to do everything. I mean, I'll, I'll try something from, like I said, I, I've done that Death Cab for Cutie song that I was speaking about nice. earlier. Follow You Into the Dark. I've done some Springsteen, done some Petty. Um, I can safely say that you can expect to hear at least one Tom Petty song if you come to the show. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. It just kind of depends on on what I'm feeling. Or if I'm listening to music and something hits me and I'm like, oh, I want to cover that. Although I, I feel like I say that a lot. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I want to cover that when a song plays and then I never do. But Yeah. I, I, I think that it's always interesting to see how different artists take on the music of others. I, I love it when bands incorporate those into sets. They're always nice to, to just kind of shake it up. And again, it just shows like this camaraderie in the music community. And, and I think the, the music community could certainly use some of that right now. There's been you know a lot of ups and downs recently. Uh, so very, very cool there. Now, in regards of like Vinny being involved, I'm a big fan. Uh, the movie life has been having a pretty epic 2017 as well do do you and Vinny have anything planned to jam together is there anything like that in the works has that ever happened in the I know you have a a, a record like a jamming past with him what's that I know you have a like a a past jamming with Vinny and everything so I mean do you guys are you guys approaching these two holiday shows you know doing a, a song or two together or anything uh, we haven't talked about it, but I'm sure, uh, that would be fun. We could definitely do that. Um, I actually, I actually covered a movie life song myself for like this movie life tribute album, which we, <laughs> la- we laughed about that, but <laughs> that's gotta but, be pretty um, cool. Yeah. Well, I love the movie life and I love Vinny, so I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it and I'm a huge movie life and I am the avalanche fan. I love them both. Yeah. Me, me too. <laughs> so, me too. So yeah, so I did a cover of Ship to Shore like a while back, which was a really one of my favorite movie life songs. And, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, you know, I'll have to talk to him about it. But if he if he's down, I'm always down to to join up. There we go. All right. We're just gonna have to wait and see. There's a lot of suspense around these two holiday shows on the 29th and 30th at the Bourbon and Branch in Philadelphia uh, with Promise of Redemption. So if you're in the area or like, say, in Pittsburgh, which is like a six hour drive, get your asses there and check it out. Now, you've got to expect that at some point in this interview, I was going to ask you a specific, a, a targeted question about Valencia. So, you know, Valencia is a band that has made a very nice impact in the music world. I know Valencia is a, a band that I have appreciated and jammed and, and and just loved for a lot of years. So, Shane, I'm going to ask you, what is going on with Valencia these days? Well, um, you know, all of the guys in Valencia are crushing it right now in their own respective ways. Um, Brendan is doing a ton of awesome uh, music video work and live video work and just photographs. And uh, he's a genius. Brendan is a full on genius when it comes to art and cover works and video and just anything (laughs) that has to do with the camera. Actually, Brendan is the one who did the artwork for my EP that just came out. And he nice. he subsequently has done pretty much all of my artwork. I, <laughs> I um, would never go to anyone else. He's he's just that good. But yeah. 
Uh, Dan, our drummer, is drumming in Panic at the Disco. Yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I'm doing music, and JD's doing music, and George has uh, has himself a pretty great job that he's working on. And so, yeah, so everybody's hanging in there, and, you know, I don't think it's out of the question that Valencia could ever do another show again. So we'll work on it. I, I hope that we can <laughs> actually even one day even put out some some more new music because I think you don't find what we had very often that kind of connection band wise you know with with other musicians it's um something that that takes time to be able to get that comfortable with people to write albums like most bands do so um to me i'm like yes of course i want to do that so i don't know now i would consider valencia's album this could be a possibility for me I think it's just like one of those albums from like that early 2000 era of this pop punk emo style music that is still thriving today. This could be a possibility to me. It still resonates, man. I jam that all the time. I just think it's so damn cool. It's so good. Is it tough to like, is it tough to have that kind of album that in my opinion had such a large impact? Um, is it tough to like, feel like you, sh you should still be doing things or does that not affect you? Uh, I can't, I think I'm a different breed to be honest, because <laughs> for me, I'm like, I just want to play music and create music. And, you know, if it's not selling million records, I guess that's all right. Even though that's not the obvious dream and goal. Yeah. Um, but I'm totally, I'm totally happy continuing to just create music and, try new styles and i've worked a lot in music publishing so i've been doing that quite a bit i do a lot of sound engineering and production myself and recording other artists so um i will say that it's a little tough when your newer works don't really gain the same traction as the older ones but uh it's understandable i mean when you think about it we're all getting older and you know it's like one of those things where the music scene for that genre seems to kind of stay in the like 15 to 20 something range you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and then once we get to this age we're all exploring new, new styles of music and checking it all out so i think it's just a matter of continuing to do what i know i do well and enjoying what i do and putting good energy and faith into the hard work. And I think hard work always winds up paying off in some way or another, whether it's like learning about myself or pushing my career along. So I am just 100% happy continuing to write songs and put them out to the world and doing some shows here and there and touring. And um, I know for sure that there's going to be a new PORR record coming. So uh, 2018 will be a good year for new music. Let's talk about that, Shane. You're reading my goddamn mind. So, a, a little birdie. And when I say a little birdie, I always try to, like, you know, get a little bit of information from, from the people of the band or artist that I'm talking to. I got just a one sentence. When I was asking what's going on with POR, I got a one sentence thing that said that there could be new music in 2018. So... <laughs> that's all I've got, man. What else can you tell us? Obvious <laughs> <laughs> obviously, something's brewing. What, what can you tell us? 
Well, I am certainly uh, working my ass off and <laughs> writing a lot of songs. So um, I'm going into this process with just no expectation, like we said earlier, and, and just allowing myself to write music and seeing where it goes. And then I'll probably come out of the... <laughs> out of the process with like 30 or 40 songs and have, to, <laughs> have to weed it down to 10, but you know, that's how it always goes with me. So, um, so yeah, 2018, I am definitely putting out a new record. Uh, I'm definitely going to continue to play music and just keep an eye on it. I hope people enjoy the B sides EP and want to hear more. Now with, with this, I, I also recommend going to check out that where you ought to be album. It's a good, uh, Oh Yeah. Good example of where I've kind of been going a little bit. Well, I think just in general, like right now is a great time to just revisit the entire discography of what you have been doing, whether it's with POR or Valencia. There's a lot of great music out there, and obviously the progression of POR, um, it, it exists in such a awesome like like cycle right now because again the 10 year anniversary of uh when the flowers bloom and then you have the before and after demos and b-sides and yeah i mean there and then now we're talking new music in 2018 so lots to check out can can we say though shane that in 2018 a full length is isn't is a possibility i would say that that is a safe bet okay all right i dig it man i can't wait to hear it good luck with uh with all that coming up. Thank you. All right. So look back here, Shane, on 2017. You know, we are transitioning out of this beautiful year. It's been a great year, in my opinion, for music. There's been great new artists hitting the scene. Uh, some some old timers, you know, still showing what they got, like All Time Low. Paramore <laughs> had a killer album and stuff. So great year for music. Take a look back on this year, Shane, uh, whether it's personally or professionally like within music what what's some of the best or a best moment memory experience of this year well um you know i i did my first headline tour in quite a while um that was that was a good memory it's been a minute since i've actually toured the country so to be able to see some faces that i haven't seen in a while was great uh and other than that, I would say just continuing to write music um, has been my year. I just have really kind of found my not. I, w I don't want to say like found my passion again, but I I, uh, I feel like I've sunk back in. You know, I, I think I might have taken a, a slight step back for a little while, and uh, 2017 brought me right back into it. So I'm I'm happy for that. Now, outside of music, you know, we talked about new music coming here in 2018 for promise of redemption outside of music what are your hopes for 2018 just on a personal level what do you hope happens or you accomplish uh this upcoming year well obviously well you said outside of music yeah <laughs> yeah um i just want to keep uh keep growing keep enjoying life and finding new ways to make myself happy and the, the people around me happy. I, 2018, I've decided already I'm going to start um, really, really dedicating myself to trying to give back to the Philadelphia community and just the world in general. Um, so I have some announcements for that coming, but uh, there's going to be something in May that I'm doing for the Philadelphia area. Can't give too much away just yet, but um, 
yeah, I want to give back. So that's I'm going to focus on that. That sounds great to me, and uh, you're just giving Spinning Thoughts a reason to to talk to you again here in 2018. So many, so many goddamn reasons. So I, I, we <laughs> might have to revisit this conversation uh, when we're closer to some of this stuff. What do you think, Shane? I am completely down with that. <laughs> All right. So hey, uh, any big plans for the holidays coming up? Do you do you have any like? Uh, is there any like family traditions or anything that you know your fans might uh, get a little kick out of knowing about you? Well, I have uh, I have three nephews and a niece, so every Christmas we have a new like kid in the family. We plant <laughs> a uh, we plant a um, Christmas tree out in the backyard. Nice. So, so it's fun to like see the trees grow over the years and kind of match it up to how old the kids are. Um, oh, that's, that's cool. One, that's one fun little tradition. Uh, other than that, just going to be spending it with loved ones and family and. I hope everyone else enjoys their holiday too. Hell yes. And, and uh, you know, I hope that this December with everything going on with uh, POR, again, the release before and after dropped December 1st. We've got two holiday shows, December 29th and 30th. There is nothing from Valencia. It was wishful thinking, Shane. It really, really was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, lots of lots of good stuff going on. So, hey, before we sign off, Shane, first of all, I want to thank you so much uh, for being here for episode 114, I've been jamming, I've been jamming your stuff for years and years and years. So I, again, mad respect. It's been great talking to you. Is there anything you'd like to add, or anything else you'd like to say to your fans before we go? Um, you know, just that I know it's been a long time, <laughs> and I really appreciate everything that they've uh, stuck with me through. You know, all the new music and. I really, I just am really humbled to know that there's people out there who appreciate what I do when it comes to releasing music or, or, you know, diving into a passion of mine. You know, I think it's, it's like, um, not many people get to experience that feeling that somebody appreciates them for the art they put out into the world. And it's just a humbling experience. And I've, been super super lucky to have spent the last 15 or 16 years doing this so I, I just really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and I hope they stick with me once again I want to thank Shane from Promise of Redemption and Valencia for being with me here for episode 114 of Spinning Thoughts the surprise EP before and after dropped on December the 1st it was a surprise to all of us and to fans, almost like a thank you, a celebration of the 10-year anniversary of When the Flowers Bloom. There's a ton of music from Shane, uh, so check it out. Get your hands on all of that, and you can catch Promise of Redemption this December the 29th and 30th at Bourbon and Branch in Philadelphia. He's going to be jamming with Vinny Caruana of The Movie Life, and I am the Avalanche. So get out there. Check it out. Thank you again, brother, for being here. Make sure all of you are checking us out on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We have a Facebook and Instagram, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just follow us, huh? Let's be friends. You can subscribe to the show for free. Again, I mean, I'm hooking it up. It's free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. 
Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have amazing contributors. I mention them every episode because they are worth being mentioned every episode. They're just they're busting their butts. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming at you and a lot of more cool things, I guess, coming at you here in the near future. TheSpinningThoughts.com. Check it out. Of course, we've got Metal Thoughts as well with my dude J-Bone for all of your hard rock and metal needs. We're trying to cover all the bases or as, or as many as we can. And then, you know, every single Thursday at midnight Eastern, we premiere episodes on Adobe Radio. So again, I only... I, I, I want to thank those who not only stayed up until midnight, but that are still listening to this like 50 minutes later. You are the best. If you're still listening right now, just know I super, super appreciate you. And of course, anyone who uh, wants to talk music with me. So everyone, make sure you check us out on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight. And until next time, make sure... You share music, spread love. Stretches for miles as your toes touch the water. You shoot me a smile, it's too cold.